Yeah. So I got my boat tie on, yeah I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah Wow, wow I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah I could be suitin' up So I got my bow tie on, yeah Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow I could be suitin' up so I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chillin' now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats and bow ties. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Hats and Bow Ties. It's the Kid XAB. It's your man, Distinguished Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, bro, you got an all-man moment for us? Yeah, son. <laughs> Life is crazy, man. This nigga always has an all man. <laughs> I don't even know why I even ask that anymore. We just start with go ahead, distinguish. And I feel like now, <laughs> and I feel like now the all man moments, they just they're gonna top. They're just gonna keep topping each other. That sounds crazy. But yeah, they just gonna keep <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. They just they just gonna keep going off the mouth of one another like who did it better? <laughs> who who did it sloppier? Yo. Okay, <laughs> who made it messy? All right, okay. You know what I mean? Just if you don't say nothing, this nigga is gonna continue to keep going. Exactly. <laughs> this nigga. Uh, last week Tuesday. Uh, which by the way, last week's Tuesday's uh, episode is definitely one of my favorite episodes so far of the year. That was definitely a great episode. Um, I don't know if this one is gonna top it, but hey, we'll try to make it nasty. Um, I yeah, we trying to get our viewers back. Yeah, yeah, yeah we didn't niggas, dropped off a little niggas bit. Disappeared. <laughs> I know niggas disappeared. <laughs> I'm like, niggas said, "Oh, y'all want to take two episodes off?" Back, I right, say less, nigga. We out. Um, yeah. I accidentally, uh, again, I was on the phone, so I really probably was not paying attention for some strange fucking reason. My mom think I was fucking sleepwalking for this to happen. I'm just like, no, I I, I wasn't doing that. Um, I was on the phone. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And that's the story that she's running with. And that's the story that she's keeping. Um, I was on the phone with my good friend, Sonny. Shout out to Sonny. We was uh, catching up, reconnecting. Because uh, I just wasn't catching up and reconnecting. I'm going to just leave it like that. <laughs> so I just, just wasn't doing it. Um, and I was on the phone. Me and her had been on the phone at this point in time. Maybe like an hour and ten minutes. We was on the phone for a while. When I try to catch up with a friend, I try not to give you the standard maybe five to ten minutes and then hit you with the, eye. Right, cool, I got to go. Because sometimes a nigga really don't got to go. Nigga just don't want to talk anymore to your ass. But I was like, you know what? That's a fact. I consider this a friend friend. This is not just regular friend. I consider this a friend friend. So, because I consider this a friend friend, that's F-R-E-N, um, two times. Um, I was like, I'm going to stay on the phone for like an hour and 30 minutes. And that's what the fuck I did. Stayed on the phone for an hour and 30 minutes. Within that hour and 30 minutes, I was talking to her. We was having a great conversation. Um, and I was walking out of my room. I walked inside of the hallway leading to my room. And then I was going into the bathroom. As soon as I was walking to the bathroom, 
I literally hit my pinky toe inside of the doorway going into the bathroom. And I felt the toe hit on impact and then the toe crunched. So it hit Mm. and then it crunched. When it crunched, I was still on the phone with her and I didn't want to yell out a big ass yell and then her say, oh my God, the single shit fuck happened. I held it in like a bitch. I I took it. It hurt real bad. (laughs) And... That is when I got back into my 10-minute mode. I said, I got to hurry up and end this fucking conversation because I'm in pain. I was like, all right, Sonny. It was so great catching up. <laughs> got to go. Bye. Love you. <laughs> Clicked. Let out a big yell. You know, I couldn't hold it in anymore. I was like, all right, cool. Normally, when you hit your toe, you hit your toe. You just you kind of just move on, you know what I mean, with your fucking night. I, that's what I could not do. Next day, I woke up, still in a lot of pain, went to work. Thinking, okay, maybe I really, you know, hit it. Maybe I really, like, you know, bruised it up. Come to find out on Thursday, I went to the city MD because Nettie and my coworker was heckling me like, yo, like, you've been limping a lot. Like, you need to go check your shit out. City MD did the x-ray. They confirmed. They said, yeah, you broke it. <laughs> you broke it. They said, you mm. broke it in one place. So it's not broken into pieces. You know, you broke it into one place. Um, and it looks like it can be healed. It looks like it can be salvaged. It's not uh, nothing that we haven't seen before. It's nothing out of the extraordinary. So with that being said, I realized that I always knew our healthcare system was fucked up. Now, our healthcare system is drugged the fuck up, too, because just to see your just to see one doctor, why do you need three fucking referrals? Yo, I've been I've been paying co-pays out the ass and I still haven't seen the foot doctor yet. It's fucking it's fucking Sunday, bro. And and, and when you see the foot doctor, they going you going to get a fucking you going to get an invoice in the mail talking about $500 or better. Clean. Clean. Meanwhile, this whole entire time a nigga got insurance. Yeah, the insurance what what the fuck is insurance? I'm in trying to figure this shit out, bro. I'm trying to really I was like, yo, if I'm paying for all of this shit, what the fuck is insurance? <laughs> I was trying to figure this shit out. Honestly, my my old man could probably fit along with that because I don't know if I don't think I said it on the podcast, but uh, like two weeks ago, I did. I, I I think I did bring it up. They uh, I was supposed to go for a procedure or a test rather, and the shit was going to be twenty five hundred. And I have insurance. What's the point? What? The, what? What's the point of having insurance if I'm still going to end up paying $2,500 for one procedure? Now, granted, the, the, the insurance, the way it's set up is you pay, pay $2,500 up front. And then after that, they're supposed to cover everything beyond that. But in an average year, how many people are going to the doctor enough to hit $2,500? So what ends up happening is... You end up getting one procedure and basically having to spend mad bread. Like you're not, you. That's not because they wanted to quote unquote add up over time. You go here and get an X-ray. You do this and do that, and that'll be a hundred dollars here added to your twenty-five dollar deductible. This that. No, that's not how it works. What ends up happening is you have this one procedure from one doctor or one test from one doctor where they use a super ultra expensive fucking piece of equipment and they bill you like five thousand dollars for it and that's a fact 
and you get hit with the twenty five up front. It, it don't make no sense. The healthcare system is definitely. Trash, I just bro. I just got back my medical bill from you guys know what happened. Well, almost happened to me in fucking uh, April. You know, shout out to uh, the edible that almost took a nigga life. I just got that bill in the mail the other day, so I gotta pay that off. I was looking at the bill like, damn. I thought this shit would have been 150. It was definitely more than that. I said, God damn. <laughs> God fucking damn. So I, I got to pay that. Uh, that's that's definitely going to hurt. But uh, I'm glad I'm still here to tell my story. Uh, but yeah, more of the story is, all man moment is, your, your boy's in a boot. Definitely going to be in a boot for a minute. Probably, you know, they, the, they, they said between two to four weeks max. They said if it's longer than that, then... Maybe it's something I didn't do on my end, which I'm doing everything in my power to make sure it's not going to even be four weeks. I'm, I'm, re- I'm really telling myself this is going to be like three weeks, um, but we'll see. Uh, this Tuesday is going to make one week since the incident happened, but I didn't really I didn't really get evaluated until Thursday, Friday. So we'll see what happens. Big shout out to City MD. City MD is a motherfucking uh, is the fucking champion in this uh, horror flick because. Uh, the PCP that I had, which all of this is new to a motherfucker. So just for full transparency, since 2016, when I was taken off of my parents' insurance, I've, I've had to go out and venture and get my own insurance. In trying to venture and get my own insurance, I've had a lot of hiccups and a lot of fuck-ups along the way. One of the fuck-ups was when I actually did get my own insurance, I think I was paying something like, no exaggeration, I think I was paying between like 200 and almost $300 a month for the insurance that I had. Now, I don't remember what type of plan I had. I do remember I did have, I think I think I had Metro uh, Metro Health Plus. And I don't remember the plan I had, but I know the plan was shitty. Because I was like, why the fuck am I paying almost $300 for insurance? And I still got car insurance to pay. And I still got a car note. I don't make enough money for this shit. <laughs> I don't make enough money. So, <laughs> so I told myself, I'm going to cancel my insurance. And then I'm going to just pay for shit out of pocket. Meanwhile, I had no idea that even if you don't have insurance in this part of the Western Ham, you still got it. You still end up paying for this shit some way, somehow. So I was just like, what the? F-? So it's damned if you do, damned if you don't, son. It's, it's, re- it's really one of them situations. So though I am happy to have insurance, I'm trying to figure out as I navigate through this pain in my left foot that I feel as I record on this episode of Dad Has Some Bow Ties, why the fuck do I have insurance? If I still had to pay almost... I paid more than $100 this weekend alone in co-pays, and I have insurance. And I pay my insurance. Mm-hmm, mm. I, pay, I, I pay for my insurance every week because they take something out of my paycheck every single week that goes into the insurance policy. So, man, fuck this healthcare yeah, system, bro. Prayers up for uh, my foot, my toe. Uh, I, I'll be, uh, I, I'm accepting uh, wraps, clear wraps from the pharmacy. I'm accepting uh, medication that's strong as fuck. So if you want to help out, I'd appreciate it. I don't think you could request that. Yeah, on I don't the think podcast. I could do that. Yeah, they're gonna, sure that's illegal. That's probably illegal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's okay. D flow. Uh, Keep it rolling. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I have a. a I have an all man, but I guess like it's kind of attached to to that. I went to see a uh, doctor not too long ago, and. So he tells me I have a hernia, and I'm like, oh, "Shit, where where's the hernia?" Fuck. And he's trying to pinpoint it. I don't know if he was joking or not. And he told me it was in my belly button. I ain't never heard of no shit like that in my life. Wow. So 
I don't know. I may or may not have a hernia. I guess that's my all man moment. Um, we gonna figure and that your out. Fucking at belly some button point. of all places. Oh my god, that doesn't make sense, bro. It doesn't make yeah, sense. So sounds wild. Oh, uh, so I'm going to I'm going to have to I guess figure out what exactly he meant. That's not a that's not a, a normal uh, place for a hernia. <laughs> that's not normal. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> he said no three but times. You know what else isn't normal? Uh, you know what else isn't normal? Safari and Erica Mena. Uh, we need to. Yeah, something's to wrong with them. I, the th- I think I think they suffering through uh, <laughs> mental illnesses because every week is some new shit. Every week. It nah, it's real, son. Like you saying that, but it's real, bro. Like every week they break up to make up. What type of shit is y'all doing? The over sex there? must and be I'm, really a one. It gotta be a one. We all know Safari got a dick that well, looks like a giraffe. We already know with Safari. Yeah. yeah, and Erica Mena, I mean, she must have an ocean for her ass. Because I don't know. He just keep getting, ooh, I'm about to die. And he just keep going back into the pond. <laughs> he keep going back into the lake. Yeah. They At this point, this shit is toxic. Right. I don't know how many times you have to keep threatening divorce between one another yeah. before y'all <laughs> finally get the, get the hint. But do you think this is the last straw, bro? Um... I would have to see it in writing. I would have to see it in writing. Yeah. I feel like I have to see it through, too. Like, I don't, like, hearing the she filed for divorce, I'm like, okay. I was like, all right, we'll cool. See. We'll definitely see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to see. You, but what it does bring up in, like, more relatable terms is what does it say when two people continuously threaten their relationship with divorce or splitting yeah. up? What does that say about the relationship? And what does that say about the people? Because that's the real question. Here. I mean, for one, what it says about the people is that really and truly people are really suffering with a lack of maturity. Like maturity is mm. not really at the forefront of these relationships, especially when when you go public and then you actually start to talk shit about your partner in a public way. And you don't you, you don't care about. At that particular moment, you're going to say some shit like, I was in the heat of the moment. That shit might be null and void in the next five years. I'm telling y'all right now. And that goes across the board with anything because that heat of the moment, and, and we spoke about the heat of the moment a few episodes ago. And this was dealing with, I think, something dealing with the LGBTQAI plus community. And there's some policy that might be trying to get that the fuck up out of here because we're, we're trying to eliminate it's, it's going to be hard, but we're trying to eliminate the notion of because you're upset, you're acting off of impulse. You can't just keep doing shit because you're mad. <laughs> That's where we, you mm. can't keep saying certain shit. You can't keep doing and then say some shit like, oh, well, I blacked out. I didn't really know what I was saying. You put your mouth together and you said it. <laughs> okay, you said it. And you want to be taken care of in an apologetic fashion when you feel like you've done so much wrong or you've put out so much wrong that you want people to now look at you and say well you know we should look at how you know this person felt at the time they said or did what they did because we live in a society unfortunately that we do forgive we forgive people who actually really do fucked up shit more than the people that actually probably should be forgiven for and I don't know if I don't know if it's a victim's mentality. I don't know if it's a um uh I, I don't know if it's a Stockholm syndrome situation. I don't know what the fuck it is, but I do know that the lack of maturity is not there in 
set of relationships like this. And we've seen something similar like this with London on the track and uh, Summer Walker. But this right here takes it to another level because don't they have a baby on the way? I'm so confused. They literally announced the baby, I think, two weeks ago. That they, yeah, they. this is the part that's confusing to me. Like, couples go through it. So I get it. You know, everybody has their up and downs. Everybody has the moments where it's like, yo, you know what? This isn't working out. This this version of us is not working out, so maybe we need to end it. Heard. But how does that happen after you say y'all about to have a baby? Like, and I'm sure this happens more common than not. Like, maybe this is something that is common in relationships where, you know what I mean, y'all still fucking, y'all still having sex, things aren't right, someone gets pregnant, and the relationship is still shit. I get that part, but y'all announce publicly y'all have a baby on the way just to two weeks later, file for divorce. That does not make sense. Yeah, yeah, it that, doesn't compute. That sounds like somebody's sick in the head. Like, for real. No pun intended. That sounds like somebody's really sick. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 shit don't don't compute. And like you said, we've seen this with, with Summer Walker's relationship with London. And lack of maturity is a good word for it. But also, I feel like it's like it, it, it's a deeper thing there. Like it's kind of like when you when you feel like you have that thing and you keep threatening to leave it. I don't know. I like there's a deeper thing. I don't. I can't describe it. But for me, it's kind of like. I guess it is maturity because it's like you're lo- at some point you're just the the boy who cried wolf. Yeah. I'm just gonna look at you now and be like, okay, yeah, we broken up. Like I'm coming home tomorrow, but I don't. I couldn't be in some situ- situation. No, I like couldn't. That, I couldn't. I couldn't. No, do I, I. I really could because that sounds like your entire relationship is literally clout based, based off of I guess who can say or who can do the most hopeful, hurtful thing at the moment, and then the next week, all right, who can do the most generous, sincere thing to save it? Also for clout, I, I don't know. <laughs> Nah, you make a great point though, and I think that that's the point I was trying to make. Like, it almost feels like you're 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 holding your relationship as sabotage. Like, I mean, not as sabotage, as hostage rather, uh, to be able to just get you what you want when you want it. And if you don't get what you want, then the relationship is over. As opposed to two people sitting down and saying, "Hey, this is how I'm feeling. Let's work this out." Instead of doing that, is the relationship's over? I'm filing for divorce. So the relationship's over. I'm single now. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, I know some people think that that's cool. But if you're not, this is my rule. If you're not real about it being over, don't threaten it being over. Because it's going to be over in my mind. If you do that to me, it's over in my mind. Like, it ain't going to be no, oh, she just playing or she just upset. I got to give her a week and then we good again. You tell me it's over, it's over. Like, now, I'm, I'm moving on. Now, can you imagine now? Erica Mina is the one that filed for the divorce. What if Safari was like, we never even talked about that. We talked about breaking up. We didn't talk about like maybe being broken up in like a a, a Will Smith, Jaden Pinkett Smith situation. But we didn't say we was getting divorced. We just said we was going to separate for a little yeah. bit. <laughs> and then she goes and says, and maybe yeah, this was a- nigga, we getting a divorce. <laughs> 
Yeah, maybe it was like a private conversation where it's like, yo, this ain't working. Uh, like, I know you going on tour because things is open back up. So for that three months, like, let's just not even worry about each other. And I'd be like, all right, cool. We go that three, four months, we come back, we talk about where the state of this relationship is. But y'all have a private conversation, and next thing you know, you getting filed for with you getting divorce papers thrown at you. I don't know. Something ain't right. Something else that ain't right, and something ain't sitting right with me about this Metro Mars situation where from quality control where he gets detained. After throwing $10,000 worth of cash at his graduation. I don't know what's not sitting right with me, but it ain't sitting right, bro. What's your feelings on that? Uh, that will be a moment in time. You know what I mean? He definitely made hip-hop uh, history. Okay? I don't think I've ever heard no fucking rapper, artist, le- throwing fucking bands at, a, at not just a graduation. Nigga, your graduation. You threw money at your graduation. Yeah. What the fuck were you thinking? What were you thinking? <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking, bro. So he got he got detained for uh, trying to incite a riot. Now, when you watch the video, it's easy for all of us to say, like, yo, they shouldn't have done that. And I, I had to, like, sit myself down and think about it, too, because I said that to myself. I'm like, yo, they shouldn't have, they shouldn't have like, detained the young boy. Like, he, he just out there doing it. He has the bread. It's his graduation. He probably had a dope time with the with the people involved and he just decided he wanted to throw some money like i didn't see that as an issue but when you think about it and you really really like think about it that could have gone left him throwing that money and then some of those people rushing the stage or trying to to rush to get the bread or 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 start to try and fight each other for the money it could have it that situation could have turned bad. So I understand why they detained him for it if they told right. him like, yo, chill with that and he kept going. But it still <laughs> kinda don't sit detain detainment is different from arrest. So they didn't arrest him, they just detained him. So they pretty much put handcuffs on him and kinda like pulled him to the side and then let him go. So I don't think it's going on his record or anything like that. But I'm assuming they did it because they must have told him, yo, chill, don't do that. And he kept going, kept throwing the money. And they were like, all right, we got to detain you. But it's a flex. I respect it's it. It's definitely a flex, a flex bro. Things. It's a flex, bro. It's definitely a flex. But I do understand why they arrested him for, for uh, or not arrested, they detained him for, you know, trying to inside. I don't think I, I don't think that's ever happening it. again. What I will say is, damn, I wish I was at that fucking graduation, get somebody one. Oh, what? I, I, Ten thousand dollars, bro. Came every, away with. Everybody, a few, uh, a few. I would say whoever was closest to the front definitely walked away with at least five thousand. Easy, easy. Yeah, who who knows? He said that, he that said he thought works. about his classmates. I actually believe him. He thought about his classmates and their family. Yeah, he like they're not thought, getting money like COVID. That. Yo. I do feel like it was a PR stunt though, because I ain't never heard of no Metro. I never Mars heard of Metro. I, ne- I never heard of Metro Mars. Like, who the fuck is Metro Mars? So he's a seventeen-year-old rapper, part of Quality Control. We already know that Quality Quality Control is one of the biggest hip hop labels. Right, out. right. This second, yeah, um, they, 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 they definitely coming for the throne. Like, yeah, we got, we got our No Limits 
We got our Rockefellers. We got our Rock Nations. We got our bad boys, nigga. We next. I see. I see you, QC. I see. Yeah. So, but it does feel like a, a little bit of a PR stunt. Like, yo, throw this money. We're going to get this plastered all over the place. And then we're going to release a single. And now people are going to remember the name. That definitely would make a lot of sense. That definitely makes a lot of sense. Yo, take this detainment for the team. They're not going to arrest you. We know what we're doing. Act like you're really upset. But deep down inside, we all know what you're about to do. And that's what it feels like. Shit makes sense to me. (laughs) We'll drop a record. And I won't be surprised if in the next two, three weeks we see a record from Metro Mars. And and I'm pushing it. Um, speaking of, Scissor has been dropping for the last couple of months. And we know that a rollout is happening. She's probably going to release a new project pretty soon. Um, and so she had got on social media the other day and was like, yo, you know what I mean? She was trying to work with this magazine. They wanted her to be on the cover. Uh, but when she requested a black photographer, they told her no. So she told she she said online that she refused to work with the magazine. Now, my question is, is this the same as what Mayor Lori Lightfoot is doing? Because Lightfoot is under a lot of scrutiny right now because she is refusing to take questions from white reporters. Yeah, definitely. uh, I mean, I was told she's not doing that because she may be caught up in an alleged scandal. And I, I got I got that from the inside scoop because you, you know where I work. And a lot of those mayor people was actually at the job the other day. So I definitely heard some shit going around the building. I was like, uh, damn, that, that sounds crazy. <laughs> that sounds crazy. I Yo, I, I, I get the whole, like, like uh, of course, like, I'm part of the, like, bring the power back to black people. Right. I just don't know if that's the right way to do it. Yeah. Me personally. I don't know. I think uh, when I saw Scissor's situation, a part of me was like, white photographer? I agree with Scissor's situation. Okay. I don't agree with Lightfoot. Lightfoot, to me, is taking it a bit Yeah, I, a yeah, bit yeah. Her thing, far. yeah. Uh, her, 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 I think her thing in her... I mean, it's, it's the political arena. You're going to get asked questions from any. It, does, it doesn't matter what color the reporter is. You actually might get the same question 10 times worse from somebody black. Are you sure you want the black reporter to ask you questions? They might really <laughs> scrutinize that ass. I hope she, I hope she yeah, knows they that. Might, they might go. They it, might really go ham. But I just, I just think, you know what I mean? Like, that to me gets borderline because at what point can you justify that? You know what I'm saying? Like, her whole premise is the black reporters get outshined at a lot of these press conferences and they get kind of like pushed to the back and they never really get a chance to get their questions asked so i agree with all of that and if they if you want to be like yo i'm going to make it my mission to answer as many black uh reporter questions as white then i'm i'm cool with that you know like that makes sense to me to say i'm not answering no white reporter ever and i'm only answering black reporters i feel like is a you you trying to flex for the community to show the the community that you for them but i think that now you get into the arena of niggas saying that you going too far and then niggas being able to say like if we were to do this in any other setting if it wasn't black people but if we were 
if it was white people now saying I'm not taking no black reporters questions, we would we would wild. Yeah, the fuck we out. really would be wilding actually. <laughs> it would be really wilding out. Now, scissor for me is different because one, we've seen what these white photographers have done to black skin in the last <laughs> in a few little instances where they've done these little photo shoots and. Megan Thee Stallion, I think, is is a perfect example of, like, there were some photo shoots with Megan, and she does not look good, and that's because of the photographer. Mm. Not because of her, but because of the photographer. So her requesting a black photographer because she likes the way black photographers get get her skin tone and get the way she looks, I, I respect that. I think that's a... I think that's admirable, and the black photographers do get overlooked and overshine. I mean, under and don't don't get the shine that they deserve. So, right. in that capacity too, it's like, all right, that's a flex. The reporter situation, I think, is a little different for me. I don't know if you kind of see them in similar or different. I, lights. I I think I think it's similar, but I think the you know uh, Miss Laurie, I think it's a stretch because at the end of the day, that arena does not. In my opinion, that arena does not see skin color as like a crazy, crazy factor, like how maybe the arena of photography would, because I think it does matter who's behind that lens more than who's behind that microphone asking the question, even if she feels like the black reporters are not getting um, the, the highlight and the shine that they need at the end of the day. Somebody, if they push the envelope further enough, yes, they're definitely going to get those questions off and they're going to be respected in a good manner. But I feel like she's also teetering along the lines of possibly becoming a Trump in terms of saying that type of statement. That statement's kind of wild. It's kind of it's kind of a wild yeah, statement. It, and come, it goes a bit far for me. Yeah, and and and, and, and coming far. from a black woman. She may be she may be putting her entire race in jeopardy. Not like the race of black people, like her running. And she might she might be putting her whole campaign in jeopardy right now. So I hope her team is really scratching their heads. Like, all right, what the fuck do we do next? Because we gotta make a decision fast. June twenty second, I think I think is the day where the voting actually is gonna take place. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys got less than two months to get your shit together. And the worst is Jay Z. Good luck. Yeah, all of the the uh the mayor races are happening in June. Listen, man, I get it. I'm I'm all for trying to get equal justice and trying to get black people to be put in places where they always deserve to be. We just got to we have to make sure we don't teeter into the realm that white people have been fearing for us. Amen. To that we were going to go into for the long time and not because of the white people. I don't care. They I don't care about them being scared. What I care about is our our integrity as black folks. Right? Amen. We don't want to start doing the stupid shit that they do because they could have that. They could have all that hate and nasty shit. Um, but we need to hold on to the integrity of being positive and being able to say, yo, we just want equal treatment under the letter of the law. That's all we want. You know what I'm saying? We start going into banning that just gets messy, I feel like. That just gets to, all right, well, she do that, cool. Me in in Florida now, I'm a mayor, and I don't want to take no black reporters. And now we down this fucking slippery slope Big of segregation facts. and shit all over again. Yep. I don't know. Um, what I do know is that J. Cole, J. Cole was out here averaging one point, and apparently niggas didn't like that. 
and niggas decided to so uh, you know the one of the lead scorers of the African League of Basketball came out recently and was on some like yo J Cole like he's cool and all but you know what I mean he took somebody's spot you feel like J Cole took somebody's spot or did more I guess did more harm than help by joining that league well i'm trying to figure out what exactly did he do wrong was it wrong for him to put on a jersey or was it wrong for him for literally supplying the entire team with merch because i saw i saw two different videos yeah i listen i we probably on the same page with this one (laughs) i'm trying to figure homie homie is basically saying like yo he took somebody's spot in my opinion i'm like wait Every basketball league has a nigga that scores zero points. Facts. Like, every, every basketball league. Because <laughs> there are niggas that sit on the bench the entire season. And Their never entire get to career. <laughs> <laughs> never get to play. They get sent back to the G League. So my question is, bro, you get this dude, he's at least scoring. He's scoring. He's doing blocks. He's rebounding. He's doing something on the court. He's not the top player, but he's doing something on the court. And on top of it, he brought mad shine to the league. Definitely did. Nobody even knew that the I didn't even know that league existed. (laughs) I didn't even know that shit was here. Nobody across the states knew that shit was out here. I guarantee that. So, like, for you to be upset, that to me just tells me you didn't see the bigger play here where you could potentially, yo, if we keep J. Cole in this league for – X amount of time, then shit, that's more light. And then maybe some other people come over, maybe some retired basketball players, NBA players rather come over, maybe some, uh, you know, other people say, yo, I'm going to go to the Rwanda team. Like, J. Cole made that joint look lit. The the big is a bigger play here. You worried about some other nigga who could have got the spot. And I think it's admirable to be concerned about that. I just think you missing the bigger play. That's that's kind of how I see it. Um, I I don't think he hurt the league. I think at all. You making it seem like niggas hurt the league because he only scored one point, you know, per game. Right, right. And it's crazy because I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Let let me get this straight. Y'all upset that J Cole scored? Imagine if J Cole dropped thirty. Niggas would have been like, yo, he. He outshined the whole team. That he was going crazy. Yeah, because J. Cole could actually really play ball. He he wanted to be a ball player before he ever wanted to play uh before he ever wanted to be a professional rapper. You guys gotta remember the story. We talking about St. John's University, nigga. We talking about fucking uh, Queens, nigga. What's up? You know what I mean? We talking about on this side of the uh J. Cole brand. You know what I mean? Not not the Bama boy when he came to Queens trying to do shit with 50 Cent. You feel me? I think that. J. Cole, because I haven't heard him speak on it, he's trying to push his album. He's applying pressure. You know what I mean? J. Cole, thank you for uh, for, for, for dropping uh, gems on that motherfucking project, okay? I listen to this shit every day, okay? Clean. That project is Clean. really crazy. Really, eh? He stepped into another dimension of rapping. I was like, yeah, he he might be the best out right now. Lyrically, yeah, it's tough right now. This is not a debate. Um, in terms of the league, I think he did the right thing by inserting himself in a situation that obviously needed the shine or they, they, they just needed that oomph. And then him leaving, all right, cool, grand opening, grand closing. Next. Yep, grand opening, grand closing, nigga. Yes, What's up? 
we leaving now. Right. A word, I was doing a lot. Y'all ain't really respect it. Y'all ain't fuck with it. Cool. Yeah. So we out. Like, peace. That's it. Mm. So who apparently isn't peacing out is Vivica Fox. Vivica, so Vivica goes on Vlad and she's asked the question about 50 and her previous statements where she said that 50 is the love of her life or was one of the loves of her life. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But, uh, you know, Cuban Link didn't really take too kindly to it. She put some little comments under the Shade Room post that kind of reposted her little interview and, and that particular piece of it. So this, again, brings up another relatable question where it's like, is there really an issue about your ex talking kindly about you? Because it seems to come up every now and then where niggas get upset if your ex isn't bashing you. So it's cool when your ex is bashing you and saying you ain't shit and da-da-da-da, but it isn't cool if your ex comes out and says, nah, that relationship was really dope. I still love that individual. I hope and wish them the best. I just, I just got to say, because it need to be said, the reason why talking highly about your ex is shunned upon is because the current partner, quote unquote, in question, because they're because because they're not in question, it's just an insecurity that's being brought up because the other person is talking so good about them, is because this and this one thing only. There is a slight chance, because you have a doubt now, in the back of your mind, that you're about to lose your ex. I'm that you're about to lose your current partner to their ex because of how well they're talking about this person. Now, this is just my theory based on things that have happened in my life. I don't think you can have an ex that talks highly about you and your current partner not think you either, one, still fucking with your ex, two, you still in heavy communication with your ex, or three, there's a possibility that if you and your current partner break up, you're going right back to your ex. Those are my top three for you guys because there's a lot of exes that I do not talk to. There is a lot of exes that don't talk to me, and there's a lot of exes that I'm pretty sure we're never going to actually talk again. Um, but then there's exes that if people ask me about them, I'm like, I, I hope they're well. There, there actually is a few exes that I keep in contact with. There's actually an ex that every, every time, every time I'm in her city, I show love because I learned from the relationship that we had. We were kids. We were like in our, um, in our early twenties, maybe 20, 21. And we were just young and we were just doing a whole bunch of wild shit towards each other to get on each other's last right. fucking nerves. But you know what I mean? If there was ever an emergency, you know what I mean? God forbid. And she reached out to me without a shadow of a doubt. I, I'm helping her. That doesn't mean I want to get back with her. We've never had those conversations and we probably never will have those conversations because it's just mutual love. Like we know where we was at when we did what we did. And we also know where we at now. That's why we're not doing what the fuck we did. Like we just, <laughs> we just in two different places. You know what I mean? God bless you. You know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> now that's a fact. I, I don't see the issue, man. Like, Yo, I don't have a negative thing to say about any of my exes. Some of them That's real. That's real. Let me re, let me rephrase that. Some of my exes <laughs> have done wild shit to me. 
<laughs> I don't consider them exes because it wasn't full-on relationships, but some of my previous situations have done wild shit to me. My exes, what I, <laughs> who I consider to be my exes, I don't have a negative thing to say about any of them. Right. And if they call me right now, three in the morning saying, I need you, ex, I need you to come help me out with something, I would go help What them. if one of them was like, I needed, you know I, I, like, I needed to help me uh, clean out my garage? We're not doing this. We, hey, oh, <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere else. Uh, I caught this nigga. Nah, like if it's a if it's an important thing, you know what I mean, and they're like, "Yo, I need you to to come through and help." All right, cool, no problem. Let's do it. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to sit here and just bash them or or what if you came through? What if you came through to the crib and they was playing Summer Walker? Come through. I don't care what the fuck they. I'm not even pay. I don't pay attention to shit like that. Uh, I don't, I will not take that as a sign. Like I'm not gonna think think they playing that music and I'm gonna be like, oh, you trying to get the fuck up out of here, nigga. But what I will say is like, I agree with you. It, it does illuminate an insecurity if if there is an insecurity or if there's a fracture in your relationship that's already existing, if you already look at your partner kind of sideways right. anytime you are not around them, then what this tells me is when you see an ex say something kind, it makes that fracture even bigger or it uh, it puts a spotlight on that insecurity. And it, Cuban, I love Cuban. I think Cuban is amazing for 50. I think she's a dope individual based off of what I've seen. But this definitely seemed like a little insecurity, and you might want to check yourself on I it. I feel like... What I would say... Go ahead. I man. was going to say, I think this actually might not be a good thing for 50 Cent now, because now he kind of sees there's a crack in your valve. That's what I feel I was like This might not be Because now And I don't think He's gonna act on it Because I don't think He wants to end his relationship From based on Again based on what you've seen Based on what I've seen I'm like This might be the best partner I've ever seen this nigga with Like whoa Like she's exceptional She is You know she, she, She's a she, She's a graduate of, uh, of Of a law school If I'm not mistaken She has her own brands Rotating And, 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 and helping her mm-hmm. Get her own money she is an amazing, beautiful person to just, you know, uh, you know, look at in terms of wow. She's like, funny. Yeah, she's funny. And she can survive without 50 Cent, if need be. Like, she could survive without and, 50 And I think she caught 50 Cent at the right time for 50 Cent. He's in a space in his life where he can appreciate a woman like that. Now, I don't, I don't remember everything that happened between him and Vivica. I do know that they claim that it ended not because either partner was bad for one another but more so that they went public too soon i think i I think i think that reason is bullshit (laughs) i think that's (laughs) but what i would say is that 50 seems like he's very much invested in making sure that this relationship works he's 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 heavily invested bro uh birthday parties for his son uh family gatherings um i feel like you know to some extent she she's keeping him uh very level-headed and Shit, maybe she's the mastermind and the reason why he, you know, has attracted so much further success within the last five, six years of him creating power, of him created for life, of him working on another show that Vivica was alluding to that um, her sister uh, 
Well, I guess somebody somebody that she reveres as her sister. She had mentioned a woman's name, Tasha, who's going to be uh, right. producing 50's next show. So 50 is in a good money-making place right now. And in terms of him and his relationship, um, this woman looks like she's making him happy. Um, obviously, he's making her happy. And, yeah, you know, let it you know be what it's going to be. What I will say is this, just to play devil's advocate, because there will be somebody listening like somebody should have played devil's advocate. And here's the devil advocacy. Because of Cuban Link exposing this side of her publicly, she could have just had a conversation with Curtis. She exposed it publicly. Right. She left a comment. And she didn't even leave a comment. She left an emoji comment. So you don't even really know what she felt. The violin was like, ooh, playing on the heartstrings. So I get it. It's like some weird po- poetic shit going on. I get it. At the she was she was basically saying I'm pulling out the tiniest violin because the tiny when you pull out a tiny violin you're basically saying oh boohoo right. for your little sob story right and so and I think that's cool but we also got to understand according to what we know from Cuban Link because we don't know her as well as we know the Vivica A Fox brand Vivica slap a bitch in a heartbeat so I was surprised that Vivica actually said the comment that she said because Vivica got a crazy mouth. <laughs> Vivica mouth yeah. is wild, bro. Very crazy. But I think Vivica is also invested in showing 50 Cent. Like, you know what I mean? If if you ever do become single again and I'm single, oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. need to try and, this and, again. And, and that's the problem. So she played, the, she played her cards right. And that's the problem, bro. And I think that's... So that's the bigger issue that I'm talking about. Now, I don't know when... But it's going to happen, bro, because, you know, we are fucking A1 predictors on the fucking world's most dangerous podcast. We are predictors. We see into the future. We're going to see more celebrity couples that are no longer together. I think the first one that we're going to hear about is J-Lo. We're going to hear about J-Lo, not, not, probably not from A-Rod, probably from somebody else. Well, and apparently Diddy was shooting his shot. Oh yeah, back Diddy definitely I was shooting that. his shot. You know, take that, take that, bad boy. <laughs> um, I think we're gonna see more ex celebrities that were dating people. They're gonna start to say kind things, and the kind thing is gonna be one partially clout chasing, but the other part of it is gonna be I'm wearing my heart on my sleeve. So if you ever end up single again, just know, not only am I coming back to you. Nigga, you was always with me. Because I feel like the way even J-Lo got back with Ben in a way that social media has insinuated that they may be back together. Or in my head, that's the way that I'm interpreting all these you know, photos and them meeting up. It's letting me know that the love that was there 16 years ago, I don't think it really died. The love that Vivica A. Fox had for 50 Cent all these years later, it didn't really go anywhere. I think it stays in like this dormant place. And if and when somebody asks us a question or if and when you're put on the spot and there's cameras in front of you, somebody's pressing the record button and you're in a vulnerable space at that moment in time, you're going to say how much you love that person, even if you're not with them. I'm going to keep it a stack with you, bro. Uh Oh, it's about to get real. Now we're going to get we going to we about to start potting. We're going for gold. When you really love somebody. And they still love you. Does that really? Does that love really die? Like, 
I don't think it does. I don't, I don't still know, Sway. Exes. I don't it's know, not... Sway. <laughs> I still love my exes. I don't have the same type of desire to be romantic with them. Not saying that if the right conversations happen at the right times, that that couldn't be rehashed or thought about. But what I am saying is that on a day-to-day basis, I'm not thinking about hold being on, romantic Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're about to have a podcast right now. Hold on. What does an ex have to say to you to get you back? I think it depends on what we what made us break up. Mm. We have to have a conversation mm. about... And, and of course, like, decades later, it's a totally different. It's more so of like, yo, me and you... What what space are we in right now? Mentally, mm. what are some of the mistakes that we think we did or where we went wrong in our past relationship, in our previous situation? Like, what where did we go wrong? And if both of us kind of agree, like, yo, yeah, I fucked up there or I made a mistake there and now I'm no longer in that space. I'm in a new space now. I think that's uh, where you can kind of realize, like, okay, let, we could try this again. We're in a space where both of us are able to try this again. Other than that, I just feel like the love doesn't, if you end positively with your ex, the love for them doesn't die. And I don't feel like it has to die. It just has to change. It just has to be a little bit different. Right. You just, like I said, I don't think about my exes in a romantic, you know, way where it's like when I say I love them, I'm not sitting there thinking, oh, me and them can't be in a, I've been in plenty of instances with exes where it's just been me and them. And it's just been on some chill, positive vibe type of thing. It hasn't been on some, oh, well, trying to turn this into something else or we fucking or whatever foolishness that people kind of think happens every time you with an ex or every time you still love your ex. Nah, it's just I love that individual. But I don't know, man. I just don't feel like that love if you, again, if y'all don't have no crazy, even if y'all end negatively sometimes that means y'all love each other even more than when a nigga ends positively with you i'm gonna just keep it a stack yeah i think uh there's something to be said about if you end off crazy with an ex and it's toxic and let's say years down the line y'all get back together there's something about that toxicity that never went away like that shit is low-key still there son even if that person has shown you that they changed there's something that brought y'all together in the first place, and there's a piece of that shit that's bringing y'all back together. <laughs> what I want to know what keeps bringing Jim Jones and Chrissy Yo. back together is, that's what I want to know. I really want to know what is keeping them together, because Jim Jones went the fuck off. He really did. Because For someone no asked him no reason. if, if you know, a, a fan question of if, or when he was going to marry Chrissy. And he went off on some, are you married? Are your parents married? Why the f- Nigga, that don't got nothing to it's do irrelevant. with if you going to marry this woman. Like, to me, that tells me you ain't trying to marry her. And to each his own. Like, maybe that's their relationship. Maybe they have come to the conclusion marriage is not for them and they prefer to just be partners. Understood. Congratulations if that's the case. But you ain't had to go off on Shorty like that. Like you ain't had to do it like that. Since day one, when I first started watching the original, because I don't know what the fuck it is right this second. When I first started watching the original Love and Hip Hop, season one, season two, I would say the first 
three to four seasons was the original. After after season three, four, I was like, oh, this shit turned into some other shit. Um, but anyways, when I first was watching Love and Hip Hop, I told myself, I don't know who she is. In that moment, whatever year that was, I said, if he don't marry this girl, he crazy. The love that I seen this woman show this man publicly. And then years later, she got down on a fucking knee. If I'm not mistaken, she was on a fucking yacht with the nigga. She proposed to the nigga on a yacht. And the nigga looked at her and was like, get up, get up, get up. I'm just like, nigga, you let this woman go to the extremities <laughs> of getting on a knee on a yacht, on a fucking boat in the middle of the ocean trying to propose to your ass. And you didn't even say, bam, bam, that's sweet. You was like, get up, get up, get up. I'm like, nigga. I don't know. Chrissy to me is a beautiful black woman. I would have been married a long time ago. I said that already on like three, four episodes past. I don't know what he's doing, but he might lose a good black woman. He might lose it because I feel like there is power and there is hurt when you are asked a question about your partner and you do not deliver the right question. I mean, you do not, you do not deliver the right answer and your partner catches the, the tailspin of it because now, Let's say Chrissy has already heard what transpired during the interview and she's looking at him like, why are you so, if you were this angry, why you didn't put the same fucking energy into this anger, turn it into something positive and put a ring on my finger? You getting mad at this motherfucking nigga. I should be just as mad as you are, but I'm not. He he got to be yeah, careful, Put bro. a ring on my finger, nigga. Yeah, gotta, put a ring on my shit. got to be careful. If that's what, if she doesn't want to, if she doesn't desire that anymore. I don't think she wants that anymore, fine. but I feel like this has opened up a wound. That was probably healed a little but bit. But it's 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 also to me questionable if she doesn't want it anymore, because any woman that would get on her knee Yo. for a nigga <laughs> is saying that she wants that. So if a woman gotta get on changing. her knee, bro, she wants the marriage more than she she wants the the marriage more than the nigga wants it, because why does she gotta get on her knee? And to me, a lot of niggas feel embarrassed about that, like when they girl taking the... And we've been seeing that a lot on social media yeah. lately. A lot of women or memes of women proposing to dudes. But that's just... said To me, that says a lot about the dude. You're going to get embarrassed about that. But it's like, yo... Because I was watching something else. Um, it was actually mm-hmm. Bling Empire. Bling the Empire is, is a show that's on Netflix. And it's kind of like... The Kardashians meets Jersey Shore type oh, shit. shit. So it's okay. about a bunch of rich Asians that live in LA. And um in one of the episodes, uh one of the characters who's a woman proposes to her husband who refused to propose to her several times. And you could clearly tell he was uncomfortable about the thing the whole situation, but he was not willing to propose to her. So she said, Fuck it, I'ma do it. And it's funny to me because it's like you can't be embarrassed about this and still not be making an effort to propose to somebody. And it's the same thing with Jim Jones. I think Jim Jones is embarrassed by that question because it's something that either Chrissy is still asking for or something that probably did put a big wedge between the two of them. Because remember, they were living in separate houses at one point, Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, man. They were living apart, and then what? Season eight of of Love and Hip Hop, or season ten, when they brought all the original cast members back, they talked about how Chrissy and him moved back into one house. Um, <laughs> Listen, man, it's so crazy. There's some fishes there, and 
instead of lashing out at reporters who trying to do their jobs, just fix your household. That's it. I don't want no smoke with Jim Jones. I ain't even, you know what I mean? Like, I know he's still heavy in these streets. I'm just saying, just fix whatever it is with your queen. And if it's marriage, just do it. Don't get mad at reporters, though. They're just trying to do their job. Um, Queen Naja. Let's talk about Yo. that. Family Matters. We, matter of fact, this episode is about to be called Family Matters. Yeah. Fuck that. God hey. damn it, son. Her fucking... So, she been... Queen Naja said, I'm turning off the nice code and I'm going to be mean to anybody who got something to say on social media. Right. I'm going to start lashing <laughs> out at y'all niggas. Mm-hmm. So apparently people had stuff to say because her her old, well, her baby father, Chris, claims that he never got an invite regarding their son's uh, kindergarten graduation. Clarence, oh, oh, wait, Chris is the new one. Clarence is the old one. Who? I don't even, I can't even I have no fucking two. idea, man. I just know Chris' name has been getting thrown in that bitch a lot lately. So Clarence right now might be on the back burner. Oh, we about to figure this shit out right now. Let me pull this shit up. Anyways, long story short, it's just a damn shame when you got sibling robbery on social media. When somebody could just pick up the motherfucking phone and just speak to each other like adults. You act like y'all to live in the same fucking household. Yeah, you act like y'all ain't got the same parents or parent. Like, what? what is wrong with y'all? What, what, what does it really take when y'all go to the extreme and say, yo, I'm going to go on social media and I'm going to try to say the most craziest thing to my sibling? Like, niggas, I don't think people really care, but then people just be like, yo, what's, what, what's wrong with y'all? <laughs> act your age. So, yeah, so Chris is the old nigga. Um, Clarence is her new boo who apparently is treating her right. Chris was the one who's running around apparently abusive and all of that. He's the fuck boy. Um, but then her sister, like you said, comes into the fray and decides to go on social media and say she was upset because she wasn't invited to the kindergarten either. Damn. Then starts airing out Queen Naja talking about, oh, you do this, you do that, you do this, you do that. And like you said, this is mad goofy to goofy. me. It's like, why are you airing out your famous sister when you have her number? You have her number. <laughs> like, I'm not, yo, bro, if me and you have an issue, I'm not running the social media to air it out before I come have a conversation with you. Or at all. I don't, this I is would, a fact. I, I, we're going to hash <laughs> this out. I'm not going to social media, yo, so-and-so is da-da-da. Like, the shit don't make no sense to me, bro. And for them to be fucking together, and like to, to be family, blood, family, what are you doing? It's just, yo. No idea. I don't know, bro. <laughs> I'm wishing them much. Uh, I'm wishing. I'm, I'm wishing them much. Uh, Doctor Phil uh, uh, treatment. Hopefully, they get to talk to somebody that can be the mediator. Uh, maybe they can see if Oprah's available. You know, maybe they can see if. Uh, um, who's a woman that uh that, that had the infamous episode with DMX and she got the show uh Fix My Life? Ayana? Yeah, Ayana. You know, well, Ayana Fix My th- Life. Then again, they might not want her. <laughs> they might not want. Her. She, no. she might. She might Ayana be too much. Might, yeah, she might be too much for that. She might turn this into something else. Right. Yeah. Something else. Yeah. But good luck, sisters. Well, I, I do hope uh, you guys can keep this off of social media, please. Why do niggas keep testing comedians? That's what I want to know. Yo. DC Young Fly was, I don't even know where the fuck he was. I don't even know where he was at either. (laughs) 
and he had to he had to he had to clean somebody's clock real quick. Real quick, bro. <laughs> had to bro, knock a nigga the, out. the way he was steady mobbing back and forth on that stage, I said, I don't even think this is a comedy show no more. <laughs> I don't think this is a comedy show no more. The nigga was going back and forth with the meme mug. I thought I th- I thought I thought after that happened he would have left, but he put in the comments, "Yeah, I finished the show." I said, "How, nigga? <laughs> How you finished the show?" That's a different type of nigga. That is a different type of nigga, man. Wow. You beat a nigga ass, knock a nigga out, and then continue to tell jokes. You different. You very jokes. different, bro. I can't very do that. Di- and, pro- and probably <laughs> and probably told different jokes than the than the jokes he had planned. <laughs> Brand new jokes. Off the head jokes. I was at a comedy show one time and I had to fuck a nigga up during the middle of the show. Can you believe that shit? You had to have been there to see him. Hi, nigga, boy, oh boy, little bitch. <laughs> fuck you, fuck me. you. <laughs> Yo, I don't. That's a different type of He's nigga, different. bro. A nigga got nigga knocks a nigga out and then continues, continues the to show like show. everything is like gravy. Like how? How sway? Like that's different. Well, as you can see, well, our listeners that um are are watching us on YouTube and stuff like that. Right. I'm in a different space, so you're not gonna get the politics drop, but we are definitely going into our politics segment right now. Um and Kim Jong un is at the top of the list with banning skinny jeans. I I don't know what this is really about, but I do kind of see the message he's trying to send. Now, I tried to think about this in two ways. Okay, he can't fit skinny jeans. So I don't know if this is because he can't fit skinny jeans or he doesn't like how skinny jeans, in his opinion, has taken over where he is um, supposed to be the chief um, executive, all leading president, big almighty force. I also slightly think that he feels skinny jeans is doing something on a societal level that he doesn't like. I never heard nobody ever say anything crazy, at least um, people that are into fashion Unless this was like the 70s and the 80s, say anything about skinny jeans. I know years ago we talked about skinny jeans and we used to wear a lot of skinny jeans back in the day. You know what I mean? For fashion. Then I realized it was crushing my Jimmy and I was like, I got to stop wearing this shit. (laughs) But I think he might have a problem with how it looks or how it's being perceived on a societal level. Because I don't think there's a real reason for why you're banning skinny jeans. I don't think there's a real reason. This just tells me how safe the world is starting to feel after fucking Trump and COVID. <laughs> the world the world is feeling so safe that this nigga, Kim Jong-un, the only thing he can sick his teeth into is banning skinny jeans. This is where we are, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Niggas are starting to feel so at peace that they're finding skinny jeans to attack. That's the only thing that I could get from it. Uh, like like you said, there's no real reason. Kim Jong Un, as as we know, uh, is a, not wrapped too tight as a dictator. Definitely not. He's and not wrapped too tight. He's he's fairly young. If I'm not mistaken. He's fairly young, right? Yeah, he's like mid thirties. Oh, you see point, what I'm talking about? Yeah. 
maybe close to 40. I'm not sure. Right. But um, I know that he's not over 40. Definitely yet. not over 40. So... So this this is what this is what we got to deal with. Thank God, uh, we n- neither one of us live in North Korea. Thank God. Um, at this point in time, I'm sure that it is a beautiful country outside of the nut shit that this man decides to do every now and then. So this is not directed towards anybody who lives in North Korea Definitely or comes not. from North Korea. Definitely but not. Kim Jong Un has been batshit crazy, in my opinion, for. Forever, we just all forgot about it because we had crazier shit to deal with. Right, but now that we're back to normal, here's my man, top of the list. Skinny jeans gotta go. Right, <laughs> heard you, <laughs> heard right. you, bro. Um, That's the best he had. What else has to go is these fucking airlines trying to do double decker seating where one nigga is floating right above your head, ready to pass gas, and you sitting underneath them. I don't know, bro. I don't know where we going as a society, but I'm, don't take me there. I don't want to go there with y'all. Right. Because this seems nuts. Right. This this concept has been working perfectly. For, like, maybe, I, I know they got something similar like this on, like, the Amtrak, and they got something similar like this on, like, the LIR, but for airplanes, nah, first of all, that's too much, that's... That that's an extra two people for each fucking row that you sitting in. <laughs> the airplane is heavier. That means more luggage. That means more. That means more. Uh, that means less space in the overhead bin. So you're literally taking out the overhead bin, and that's how you got the two people sitting on top of you. I don't know. I don't know how that works in like an emergency situation. I don't know, bro. It 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 it, it looks futuristic. Turbulence. Like, yeah. Oh, turbulence would be insane on there, boy. It it, it would feel ten times worse. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking about is tur- turbulence and them niggas at the top fly off and, and hit some niggas at the bottom on the other side. Like I Nobody's getting up. Like Nobody's it. getting up, bro. <laughs> Nobody's getting up. Everybody's squished together. You're not getting it. Now, this ain't ending well. Right. And now I'm trying to figure out now what happens with the uh, the people who are already on the plane, like the people that's taking care of us, like. You know what I mean? The, the the fucking staff. Like, what does the staff think? Does the staff have any say in, in this situation? This situation is crazy. Imagine the people that are trying to focus on looking at the health guy just in case an emergency happens and they accidentally forget, oh, I actually have a life vest under my seat. But it's easier to take the life vest right above me. The shit's right there. <laughs> fucking there. You know what I mean? And now I got another question. What happens if there is a lot of turbulence and the plane is going down? All right, cool. The plane is going down. We're, we're about to go into water. Uh, the, the oxygen tank mask, is that falling from the person's seat or is that still falling from the compartment? Above? Like, how does that? I don't know. I don't know. How do these niggas unbuckle in an emergency Yo. situation? Oh, yeah. Do they unbuckle and just jump down? <laughs> like, what are we doing? <laughs> what, is this a fucking roller coaster? <laughs> Like, what are we looking at? Why is a nigga ass in my face? Right, right in my That's face. That's what I want. Why is this man's ass in my face? I want to know. That's my number one question. Trying to go to the and bathroom you know how will nasty never be the same, is. bro. <laughs> Trying to go to the bathroom. So I'm never saying, be the same. I'm look. I'm looking at the. I'm looking at this shit, and it's like two steps. And then and then you are leaned back. Right, which is kind of crazy. Like, they got niggas leaned back. 
how uncomfortable this better be a fucking one hour flight they got niggas doing the fat it. joe in the aircraft they got niggas doing the fat joe <laughs> <laughs> yeah they got niggas doing the leave this shit don't look safe bro none of this shit looks safe they got these things that I guess are supposed to be like the little neck pillows. Yo, I saw, but, but the it, shit looked like a neck it brace. It looked like a neck brace, bro. That's what this shit looked like. That shit looked like a neck brace seatbelt. <laughs> That's what that shit does look I like. I am good. Get this shit the fuck up out of here. Oh, shit. Oh, man. And then finally, Biden is requesting an inquiry into the origin of COVID-19 by the intelligence community. This is about the third or fourth fucking inquiry that I didn't heard about regarding where did COVID-19 come Does from. Does it even matter when at Trump this fucking in, point? I don't even think this shit should matter. When Trump no was in office, he was in office, they did two inquiries. One said that it didn't come out of China's lab. Another said that it might have came from a lab in China. Now they're saying that, I don't know if it's the, I think it's the, I'm not too sure what organization, who, mm-hmm. I think it's who, health world, the World Health Organization okay. they feel is too close to China. Right. So they may not be telling the truth about if it came out of China's labs. So now the U.S. intelligence is going to do their own investigation. Listen, like you said, at this point. I don't even know if it matters. I don't even think it matters at this point. Uh, we got We got millions of people that already got vaccinated. Um, we got we got we got more people that are uh, I guess up up to the times in terms of what the fuck uh, COVID is according to the CDC, and people are following uh, state and health guidelines as well as the you know the local city guidelines. People are people have been still traveling, excuse me, throughout the pandemic. Uh, fucking uh, the the some of our amusement parks and some of our uh, theaters and things like that, recreational centers have been opening up. Listen, man. Uh, I think it's too late to be looking into that. It's, it's over. <laughs> N- niggas is outside. Huh? I'm going to tell you that, right? Niggas, this weekend, I'm pretty sure there's been an uptick in COVID. Because I'm pretty sure niggas, I wasn't outside. You know, God was like, you're not going nowhere, nigga. Your, your best bet is staying in the crib. Fix that fucking foot. Uh, every, everybody else probably. So I'm pretty sure by Tuesday or Monday, probably by Tuesday, we're going to hear that there's been an uptick in COVID. I'm sure about that. I'm sure. Honestly, bro, I think there's been... I haven't looked at the stats in a long time, but I'm sure niggas is outside at a crazy rate right oh, now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing whatever. Especially, especially this weekend. I, I saw some shit in Miami. I saw some shit in fucking uh, Mexico. I said, oh, niggas is outside. Damn. <laughs> niggas is really out here. Outside, outside. Damn, good luck. I mean, I don't think it's too, too late to investigate. I think, uh, uh, yeah, I would like to know definitively one way or the other. You know what I mean? Like, is China out here? Even if it was in a lab, it's not. I'm I'm being silly when I say it, but I don't want to put out false information or confuse people. Even if it's found to be in a lab, I don't think that it was from testing the virus to kind of on a on a military scale. Right. They have kind of debated that already and pretty much said that if it did come out of a lab, it was a contamination that wasn't supposed to happen they test around the world they test viruses all all the time sometimes uh, sometimes to see what scenarios could happen in terms of like what just happened like yo is this virus capable of taking out the human race and sometimes it is for military 
reasons and other times it's just to figure out how viruses move because we still don't know the origins of viruses in general we we still don't know why viruses exist in the world this is a big fact like it's yeah it's not like mammals or fish or whatever and there's an ecosystem there viruses kind of live outside of the ecosystem yeah they don't need to eat and they don't need to sleep they're not technically alive they're really just uh dna or rna sequences and I just float, a, float the fuck around, get into your body, and then start to replicate when they get attached to a cell. That's weird. Like, if you think about the, how the rest of the world works, viruses kind of have their own weird... Like, bacteria, they're kind of... They're alive, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think they're, they're a bacteria considered alive or, or whatever the case is. I might be completely wrong on that. I'm not trying to fact check at this moment right. in time. But... Compared to viruses that are just like strands of shit, you know, the the um, bacteria be moving around and doing all types of other shit. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's just a little weird. Um, I, do, I would like to know what kind of happened there, but in terms of the impact it's going to have, it's not going to have any impact. Definitely it's going to be one that. of them shits where they're going to be like, yeah, aliens gave it to us and sweep that shit right under the rug because it, it don't matter at this point. Um. So before we close out with the uh with what that what would dad say and with the tough knot, I'm gonna read some of the dumbest tweets of the week or the dumbest things that I've seen on on IG. We got a new segment. Okay. Some of the dumbest shit that we've heard. So this one is actually not dumb. I'm gonna get to the dumb one in a second. Okay. But this one actually positive. Matter of fact, let me not do that. Let's not confuse the the listeners. Let me go. To the dumb shit first. Um, I'm going to go to the dumb shit first. Being a stepfather to another man's kids is one of the dumbest decisions a man could make with his life. What the fuck am I reading? Yeah, I read that. I didn't even know what that was about. I was like, this doesn't actually, this actually doesn't make any sense. Why would that be a, a bad decision if you end up with a woman and... She has a child already, and you decide to to be in that right. child's life because that child's father is not doing correct, that. or maybe the child's father is doing that. And you and you, but you're still you still want to be there. <laughs> you you live there, nigga. Like what the fuck? You got sneakers in the <laughs> like, closet. Like I, <laughs> you got an extra rag in the bathroom. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like this shit is really really bugged out to me. All right, so let's offset that with something that was positive. Um, well, that I thought was positive. So this this tweet goes, y'all don't know how to just have fun and vibe with a nigga, and y'all end up hurt. Every nigga is not meant to be your man, and that's okay. Like, the only form of relationship y'all know is how to be a boyfriend and a girlfriend. Casually date, be friends, be single, for real. Y'all be stressed over a motherfucker that's just supposed to be temporary anyways. And everybody under this talking about that's a waste of time just proves my point. Why all your time got to be spent in a relationship or trying to be in one? I thought that was great advice. I thought that was amazing advice because that's how I've been trying to live my life since last year. You know what I mean? And now that I'm actually in a relationship, at the end of the day, I look at it like, yo, different strokes for different folks. You got to really date and you got to... 
date sometimes with the intention of knowing that, yo, you may never end up with the per- person that you're dating. That doesn't mean that you're not worth being in a relationship. That just may also mean you shouldn't take everybody so so literally serious. Like, if you're dating them, you got to be with them. Nah, so sometimes, yo, you just dating this person to, to date the person. Sometimes you date a person to find out more about you. Facts. And that's really... Facts, bro. That's like, really... I, one of our close friends, you know what I mean? Shout out to Barbara. She posted some shit a while ago. She posted some shit on Facebook like, yo, sometimes you just dating that person to find out where the next best restaurant is at. Damn. <laughs> but it... I mean, I, I she 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 went a little she went for the jugular. <laughs> I'm going for gold. I'm going for gold. But so <laughs> sometimes I like I don't think you intentionally do it, but sometimes you meet somebody, you vibing with them, mm-hmm. and then within the process of it, you realize that this isn't going to be a long term thing, or maybe you don't realize it's going to be a long term thing. Maybe it just reveals itself to be that, right? And in that process, it's not even about that person. It's about you and you finding certain things out about, oh, shit, I don't like X, Y, and Z. Oh, shit, I am cool with da-da-da-da-da. Or, damn, can I deal with this? Like, for me, I'm an adaptable individual. So there's a lot of different things that I feel like I can adapt to. And a lot of times when I'm dating someone, that's when I'm like, okay, I can adapt to this, but is this something I want to deal with? In a relationship. Correct. And if I'm saying, nah, I can adapt for it in the moment, but I don't want to be dealing with, if I'm going to be marrying you or going to be like setting my life up to, to keep, include you in it, is this something that I want to I want to deal with on a daily basis? No. Facts. So at that point in time, I know that this experience is going to end or this experience is not where I want it. I'm not going to end in this in this particular space. And that doesn't, like, I have to come to that understanding and know that, damn, this isn't going to end in being in a relationship. And I'm not dating this person for it to end in a relationship. And I think that's sound advice, bro. Stop dating everybody with the intention of it being a relationship. You should go in there and and have that possibility open. I do think that that's appropriate. But... Y'all be so disappointed at the end of some shit when it don't end in y'all being in a relationship. And I always say, every time peace date or you deal with somebody, it, there's a lesson in there. And that's really, if it doesn't end in the space of y'all together, then it's ending in a space of you learning a lesson. And that's what dad would say, too. <laughs> that's that's going to be what would dad say. <laughs> Bro, you got a tough night. Yeah, man. I can't come up with nothing else better than that. Right. Yeah. Fuck. I fucking I, I fucking wrote this uh, earlier, and it definitely is catching some fire. You know, some people are dating their partner, and some people are dating their partner's profession. This has been another episode of Dad Has Some Bow Ties. Make sure you guys subscribe, tune in. <laughs> You know what I mean? Follow us at Dad Has Some Bowties on uh, YouTube. Dad Has Some Bowties on Facebook. Dad Has Some Bowties on Instagram. Dad Has Some Bowties dot com. Dad Has Some Bowties at Gmail dot com. If you want to email us, let us know what's Gucci, what's good. If you're trying to get on the show, anything we should be covering, inbox us. We here for the shits and giggles, but also the real shit and the political um, things as well. All right, take care, guys. Peace. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Be safe. Peace.